Injuries for one thing. Uh, okay. Crisis is another. Uh, how about this? A uh, man with bloody arm and possible contusion. Uh, and there are, oh, by the way, dragons up ahead. Giant lizard with wings and sharp teeth. What are you, what are you, what are you sticking up our own buildings for? What are you doing here? Ruth, oh. why are you here? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't get the memo that we were leaving. You're still very loud, even though you're whispering. What is wrong with you? Well, it's a gift. It is a gift and a curse all at the same time. I'm very good at projecting. You sure do have a way with women, Mr. Smoot. It's my natural charm. It's not a good one. Uh, in fact, we're going to need you, Aquinthian, Valen. What? Why? Uh, uh, well, I assumed you would want uh, Farron catching up to us sooner rather than later. and welcome back to another episode of the Gate Chronicles. This is Chronicle 1, Chapter 44. I am your game master and host for this series. My name is Emily, and today I am joined by, as always, my two lovely players. One of which is me, Quentin. I play Charles Smoot, 57-year-old biology teacher born and raised in upstate New York. Currently, hauling a wonderful bounty of multiple dragon parts. And me, Jaden, who plays Finivir Avir, an aspiring merchant and a musical bard. He is a bard. He is a bard. Bard that wants to make money. Which would make him a merchant. That, that's right. He has sing, not oratory. We, we Correct. corrected yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. This. The more you know. He has sing and not oratory or strings, even though he owns a lute. Everyone just looks around really awkwardly momentarily. I never said he was good at it. <laughs> that, that would be what that would imply. That's why whenever you what Court of Shards is, you just make people's ears bleed by playing your music. <laughs> that bad. <laughs> That's, that makes more sense. Oh my gosh. Last chapter, the party defeated the drakes tormenting the small mining settlement in the cliffs and gathered some valuable trophies. But with the miners still in need of aid, Farron elected to stay behind while the rest of the party moved onward. With their looming time limit getting closer, this band of fellows makes haste for Senai. And, um, yeah, so, so, yeah, you guys making haste for Senai, though I know, uh, some people were indicating they have things that need to be done, uh, before. Well, our cart's broken. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know about you, but I, Amali's not here. And that is the only individual who I ever knew had craft carpentry. He was like doing whittling or woodworking. So yes, gentlemen, it is after combat, you've taken your trophies and you made your way back to the cart after Farron has elected to stay behind. And you see that the cart is still in need of some repairs, but you went around and gathered material that you could use and hauled it back over here. And so you repair your cart. Oh, we do? Unless we don't you don't even have to roll for it? I mean, I'll let you roll for it if you really want to. I mean, to. Isn't, isn't that how this game works, right? Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> no? Oh, see, this is a tabletop role-playing game. And uh, you see, there's there there's rules, and the rules say the GM can do whatever they want. Well, that's a good point. 
<laughs> well. If the GM says the cart was mystically fixed. Well, don't worry. Gentlemen, it's been a little over a week since you departed from the mines, leaving behind Farron to care for the survivors. Your wagon was repaired through the efforts of your party, though there was little time or resources to repaint the damaged surfaces. Fortunately, save for some burn marks, your cargo survived the encounter as well, including Finevere's little box scraps, as he is calling it because that is what CCA literally looked at and said, this is scraps. But the wagon continues to smell of burnt cedar as you weave and wind the branching canyon paths. You did encounter a small group of guards and armed civilians along the road the next day, whom you offered a generous update on the situation of the miners. You felt comfortable leaving the rest in their hands and continued on your way. And just as Donovan had said, the town of Weston Hill was only about two days away by Mount. And upon your brief interaction with the town, which we may do as needed, you discovered that it was quite similar to Easton Hill, though slightly larger with fewer sheep, far more guards, and canyon walls surrounding it. Additionally, your ears caught wind of the concern of townsfolk regarding a brewing war with the Red Kingdom, and you even heard the town crier shouting, All men of Rayland who are of able body and have reached the age of maturation are hereby legally required to enlist in Rayland's standing army as decreed by the High Council and your King, Arctur Dominus. Failure to heed these summons will result in a severe punishment of flogging and a fine of no less than 1,000 silver pieces, which will be paid through the hard labor in the army. Are you going to run that back? For the listeners at home who clearly didn't have enough time to write all of that down in their notes <laughs> as they're following along with us lovely players. Yeah, like very much that the the name of that notes? King Kai. Yeah. Oh, I can read it well, again. The, no, no, just the cliff notes. Uh, I got you, I got you. Uh, all men of Rayland who are of able body and have reached the age of maturation are hereby legally required to enlist in Rayland's standing army as decreed by the High Council and your King Arctur Dominus. Failure to heed these summons will result in a severe punishment of flogging and a fine of no less than 1,000 silver pieces, which we paid through hard labor in the army. Wow, will this guy ever shut up? He just keeps repeating himself. It's almost like it's his job to go around the town and say it a bunch of times. Yeah, you see this man is walking around literally with a sheet, uh, well, actually a piece of parchment he has open, walking around yelling this, and you can see that there are a multitude of people sort of murmuring and walking away, hoping to not catch the eye of the town crier, who does seem to focus on anyone who uh, makes eye contact. Um, are there any items of note? Sure. Yeah, I, I got this. It's just the spicy stuff, right? Well, also, I'd like to note that as you guys arrived into town, you did notice a familiar set of wagons, tall and black, that you realize happened to be part of Popli's caravan. Whoa! Hey, didn't think to see them here. I, I wonder if the huntsman's in town. Well, they usually come around every month or so and stop in for a week in each location. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I'm going to go. I, I killed a drake. I want to tell my friend. So Charles Smoot, like, marches off to see if he can find the huntsman. Okay. So Charles Smoot marches off to see if he can find the huntsman, Finnevere Veer. Is there anything you would like to do? I've learned 
what happens if you try to get in the way of this man? It, 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 it seems to be better to let him do his thing and scold him later about it, to which he will ignore it. So uh, I, I think I'll just let him do his thing. I'll stay with the with the group. Kelsey walks over to you and she sort of nudges you. Uh, didn't you want to maybe repaint the wagon? I guess if they have some art supplies here. Uh, they probably have some sort of pigments around here. I mean, looking at the stone formations, they probably have clay, like Ooh. red clay. I wonder if they have blue. It's so hard to find. There is a lot of blue dyed fabric here, so maybe... All right, I guess we can see what we can find. Uh, I guess I'll, uh, yeah, I'll take the opportunity to go browse some stores, uh, see if I can find some blue dye that might work on the cart. And uh, I might pick up some blue fabrics if we can find some good stuff. Okay. Uh, Charles Moon, you walk over to the wagons of Pablo's caravan and you begin scanning them. And lo and behold, you see the huntsman's wagon. He's sitting on his deck currently smoking his pipe. So, Smoot is armed at all times, so he's a very loud, boisterous, and energetic man. He just he's probably carrying his bastard sword out and just points at it and said, Huntsman! Oh, do I have a tale to tell! The Huntsman takes his pipe and switches it over from his right to his left. Which one was the good side? I don't, I don't remember, remember anymore. anymore. We're gonna say it's right to left right now. Right now. Okay, so it changes depending on mood and memory. <laughs> it depends, changes depending on the GM's memory, but uh, the players are gonna write it down for the GM. Yes. Uh, you see as the Huntsman changes his pipe over from his right to his left hand, and he... I think it's left to right. Oh, God! No! I'm bothered by this now! I'll never know! We could stop right now. We can look YouTube listen and figure all it out. of the previous episodes if we have. <laughs> it's okay, guys. You can tell Jesus. the Huntsman. Wait, I got this. I got this. The Huntsman is in an excellent mood as he shifts his pipe to the side that indicates. <laughs> he sort of chuckles. <laughs> A good tale, you say. It is good to see you, my friend. All right, you weren't impressed by the dire rats I had to show you last time. Charles Smooth throws his bastard sword into the ground so it's sticking out and then he pulls out the severed drake's head. But what about this bad boy? Aye, that is impressive. Oh, you've got a good... Uh, you're getting better at the uh, preservation, I can see. Well, it helps when you're, you're focused on the killing aspect and you, you, you know just to lob its head off. Also, when it's bigger, it's a lot easier to cut its head off. Where did you put the head? Uh, I was just in a bag. Okay, so you just have it in a bag holding it out? I would have taken the dragon's head out of the bag. No, I'm asking, did you put it, like, on his table? Did you put it, or are you just I'm holding it? I'm just holding it? it. Okay. He actually gets up and walks over to you oh, wow. and off of his deck. Ah, that, that's a spolt that He must be in a really, really good mood. The area is actually very nice, and you swear that you hear off in the distance some sort of water running, almost like a waterfall. But you don't see anything. But it seems like this area is quite peaceful. He starts looking over the drake's head that you're holding out. Oh, I see here. Oh. So, this blood is uh, interesting, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Real burns. It's just like acid. I believe what we call it is pyrophoric. Did you happen to get any samples? Oh, I happen to get any. Who do you take me for? I've got five vials. He looks at the head again and then looks towards your bag where you're storing your vials. Uh, 
what I wouldn't give to get my hands on some. If you're willing to trade, I have the coin. Oh, what do you have in shop? Take a look. Alright. Uh, what, what, anything interesting in his wares? You go up onto his deck and you can see that he just seems to have a lot of the standard stuff that he had when he was in the previous towns, but it does look like he picked up a strange looking piece of technology. Potentially a relic, but you're not sure why it's out here. What does little doohickey do? <sighs> oh, that. Well, I picked it up from, well, it's a secret, you see, but one of the relics uh, that we obtained. And I happened to get a very good price and deal on it. Uh, it's able to help you with your detection of animals good for hunting, you see. You just place it here against your forehead and it will stay there for the time being. With a scanner? See, I'm just thinking like a, dra- oh, a scouter. I'm thinking like a Dragon Ball scout. What, it what is it a like? graft of detect animals or plants. Sounds like Batman detective mode. Think of Aloy from... Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. It's just a very less version of the scanner that she has. That's cool. It won't function for very long, but it's very useful in a pinch. I certainly think so. Said it won't function for very long, though. Yes, that's why I'm only asking for 75 silver. Oh, that's basically a steal at that point. Um, Yes. How much uh, would you value two vials of this Drake's blood at? He thinks about it for a minute. We'll see. Seeing it's from a relatively rare beastie, I'll give you... I'll make it a fair trade. Equal. I'll gladly take that, then. All right. A deal's a deal. And I hand him the two vials. All right, and he takes them, and he passes over to you the graft of detect animals or plants. And he does give you instructions in order to use it. Since this is relatively common as a relic, but very useful, you put it on your temple here... You have to keep your finger on your temple to maintain the effect, but you can have about 30 minutes. Your finger might get tired, though. Normally, I wouldn't be able to carry these, but because we are traveling with Poplai, we have certain privileges. You won't find as many reliquaries up here. Good to know. So we were actually looking at uh, getting some better equipment while we were up here with uh, whatever we were able to scrounge up for pay. Yes, well... You should be careful about your identities as seekers being revealed too often. Not many people like them. Really? How, how come? I kind of thought they were, like, the world's handyman. Yes and no. There is some tension between the nations regarding them, especially from those in the Red Kingdom. In fact, we barely travel there anymore. Well, thanks for the tip. Um, well, that in mind, I... Would you be interested in the Drake's head as well? Of course. I do like to prepare trophies, as you can see. Any gestures to the back wall of the wagon. The interesting thing about these wagons is that the sides fold down and make like their own little personalized shops. So it's almost like the wall comes down, creates a deck. So you can actually see the inside of this wagon. And on the back wall, you see that he has mounted the frog. The frog that I run? The frog's head is there. And he's got a few other things. He's got the spugget's head and what appears to be a very old but worn down Toda head up on the wall as well. Looks like it will make a nice addition to your collection. Yes, I do like to collect them. He contemplates. I'll take it and I'll give you, I'll give you 80 for it. 80? Are you kidding me? Oh, come on, I know we're pals and all. I got 100 for a separate mantis head in the last town. 
I can just carry it along and sell it to some wealthy schmuck who wants to put it over his fireplace. All right, so that would be diplomacy, since you're trying to haggle with him. Uh, I have nothing to add to that number. <laughs> but the dice say 16. Fine, I'll give you 90. But that's the most I can afford for it. All right, because you're a pal of mine, and I like the fact that now I have a tale to tell for half the heads up on that wall. <laughs> of course. So... He goes over to his table and, and seems to go down and open up a lockbox and fetches out the coinage for you, counting it in front of you, and then places it in a small coin purse and passes it to you. And I will pass to him the, the Drake's head. He takes it, and he begins looking it over. And before you walk away, he says, Hold on one moment. What? What's going on? He actually takes his pipe out of his mouth and places it on the table with his hand on top. If you're going to be preparing these things, you need to make a few considerations here. Okay. And the huntsman actually takes some time with you and goes over how to preserve creature parts so they last longer during travel. Wow, uh, that's a good newsflash. Didn't think about that. Uh, well, th thank you. Of course. Well... If you're sticking around for a bit, we'll be here for the rest of this week, and then we'll be heading up to Senai. Oh, we, we, we got a chat. We'll be up at Senai before you. We got to deliver some cargo up there. Ah, yes, I see. Well, good luck. You, you as well, and who knows? Maybe I'll catch you in Senai and have another trophy for you. Meanwhile, Finnevere Beer, you're walking around this town of Westernell, and you're exploring and seeing all these beautiful, nice buildings and shops where the Blue, white, and gold banners are kind of waving in the breeze in this canyon. And you do happen to come across a stream moving through the town itself. And you can see up towards the cliff, there seems to be a small waterfall trickling down into this area. And as you travel through, you do happen to find in the general store, there does seem to be someone selling certain pigments for making paints. Uh... I don't know if it's possible or if Finn would have much knowledge of this. Would there be a makeup kit, perhaps? I would like to try to find a way, even if to sketch on or draw on skin, a way to restore Smoot's missing eyebrow. The pigments are usually, in this day and age, pigments are made from natural materials. So you can technically use almost any pigment to make a makeup, whether it's crushing berries, uh, mashing stone and then using water to mix it. Um, your character could use his craft sketch ability to create these things. Okay, that sounds really cool. I'd like to get some blue. That sounds like something I have a hard time getting by myself. Uh, and definitely something gray. The blue is not sold as a color. Since most pigments are used for makeup of the ladies, you find rouges, so reds and pinks. There are some whites and brown, as those are the most natural earthen colors that you can get in an area that is surrounded by canyons. But even the rouges are a bit more expensive than, for example, the white pigment and the brown pigment, which the store owner explains they made from some of the clay in the area to make those colors, while the rouge colors were made from some flowers that came from outside the region. For the white and brown, for a small square of about an inch, mm -hmm. they are about one copper each. 
but for the rouges, they are a silver each. All right. Uh, so if they have white, brown, and rouge, um, I guess I'll take two of each of white and brown and one of the rouge. Okay. Hmm. Kelsey is currently in the store with you looking around, and she walks over as you're buying this. I mean, if we can't find blue, then perhaps we could find a way to make it. Well, I suppose we could go with a good purple if we could find some berries on the way or something of that sort. Take some time to dry what we need. Yes. I mean, I wonder if there's any blueberries around here. I don't know where blueberries grow, though, so I'm not sure. But there's probably something. That always confused me. Yeah, they're called blueberries, but they're purple. I lost a bet to that one time, you know? Doesn't surprise me. Your, uh, betting ratio isn't always the best. No, it's not. There's a good reason I'm not an aspiring gambler. It's probably for the best. Well, let's see. I don't think there's really anything else that I need here. Were you looking for anything else besides the, uh, paints? Hmm. Ooh, I have an idea. I wonder if we could find some furs. It's a shame we didn't really see the Huntsman. We could have gotten those from him a while ago. Oh, I think we saw a caravan nearby. If you were going to go that far, just, like, cut Smoot's hair or shave his beard and glue hair on him. Oh, yeah, no, that's a great idea. Because <laughs> then it's the right color. Oh, now I need some glue paste. I was just thinking of some way to help our dear Smoot with his, uh, and I'll have his hand cover up one of his eyebrows. Does he have a headache? No, he lost one of his eyebrows in the oh! fight. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I almost forgot. He scowls so much, though, honestly, I don't even look at his eyebrows anymore. Oh, but it's missing his classic smoot scowl. It's almost like he's not even angry with you. Wait, wouldn't we want him to not be angry? Then we can use that as an excuse to do whatever we want. Ah, uh, perhaps. It's so confusing when you can't tell. We just assume that he is. I mean, it's not like he lost his actual brow... It just doesn't have hair there. It's like a naked mole rat. I'm sure we'll figure something out. Is there, you know, just general purpose. Uh, I mean, if we're in a general store, is there anything similar to glue? Something sticky that you would use to take two things and hold them together for long periods of time? The man at the counter kind of looks at you. Oh, well, there's cement, sir. And then there's also honey. Hmm. Sometimes we use clay. It's not very sticky, but when it dries in the sun, it's nice and hard. The player here doesn't understand enough about clay to know how generally useful it is and if you can store it. I don't know if you could use it to, like, make a temporary repair on a cart or something. Um, would you ask the store owner about that, or...? Uh, sure, if he's, uh, if he's willing to educate me a bit on clay. Uh, well, you wouldn't want to use clay to restore any moving parts. It would break down very easily. It's like when you make a pot over here. And he gestures to one of his clay pots, which is nice and solid. Uh, we usually heat these in a kiln, and once it's heated to a certain temperature, it hardens. And clay is not the best for traveling with. It's best stored in water to keep it damp and moist, so that way it doesn't uh, lose its malleability. But once it's dried out, it's no good. All right, I think I'll pass on that. Uh, thank you for your time. I got the uh, the pigments. I think I'm good. I can't think of any, anything else I would need here. All right. Well, you both return to the wagon around the same time. You see Valen is back at the wagon, awkwardly standing there, not sure what to do without his mount, Poppy. Meanwhile, Cece is actually uh, hanging on his back, trying to stuff a pastry in his mouth. And it is a very odd scene. John is also kind of sitting there watching and laughing 
as Valen struggles to get away from Cece. While you guys were in town, you had a moment to refill your supplies, but with your deadline drawing closer, you thought it best not to linger and went along your way. The next part of your journey went smoothly, although currently you're slightly slowed down because now Valen is having to walk and the rest of your party is riding in the wagon, which, while repaired, doesn't have enough space for all the people. David complains a little bit as you guys are riding, as his back is currently hurting him, having no cushion from the wool pelts any longer. A few scattered bursts of rain here and there, but mostly a peaceful journey. Charles, would you continue to practice your Arth doll? Oh, definitely. I need to increase my fluency. Okay. Charles, you continue practicing your Arth doll, and you do make significant progress in understanding the writing system. And, Vinamir, what would you have been doing when you had momentary downtime, whether it was in the cart or outside of the cart? You'd probably make a sketch of everyone in the party, just kind of like practicing his sketching skills. Perhaps try to uh, sketch any landmarks. Vinamir didn't do as much driving as we had assumed he would have. Instead, Charles Smoot was both driving and reading at the same time. I mean, we're mostly going straight. There's nothing but rocks for miles. What is there even to pay attention to? It's okay. Valen actually volunteers to drive the cart at one that point. he doesn't have to walk? <laughs> yeah, I was going to recommend that. Valen doesn't currently have most of his actual traveling gear, except for maybe a small pack that has his blanket, but the tent stuff that he was bringing with him had to be left behind on Poppy so that Faram would have somewhere at least to sleep. But he does offer to drive the cart once in a while, after getting tired of walking for long distances. As you approach closer to your destination, everyone does seem to be more relaxed. Even more so Valen, who began happily sharing with you about the beautiful city of Senai where he grew up. After passing through the winding canyons, you found yourselves in an area of lush, rolling hills that are covered in a light mist with a faint, sweet scent in the air and a set of red mountains in the distance. As you guys reach to this area and are sitting atop this hill, you take a moment to rest. Where Valen points out, though, those mountains are where we're heading to. Oh, we can finally see it. I must mean we're not too far off. Well, we do have some miles to go through. Unfortunately, the road does have to branch around a few of these hills. It's too rough on the traveling. So while we're here and looking at our uh, inevitable uh, encounter, uh, we, we still have a party member without paperwork. We want to discuss that and what our plan is. We have a few options. Since David... Yes? Can I help you? I'm David. Yes, we are talking about you, buddy. I know. So how much would it cost to get paperwork? Balin just kind of shakes his head. Asking the real question. My man. Unfortunately, unless you're from the city, they won't give it to you. You'll have to get it from your place of origin, at least, or wherever you're residing currently. What if he's residing in Rayland? Well, yes, we are in Rayland, but he doesn't have a place of origin here. There's nothing to tie him to this place. There's really not really anything to tie him to any place. I'll throw that out there. So are you a wanderer of sorts? I am wondering why you're asking me these questions, but sure. We, we have been wandering... For a very, very, very long time, it feels like. Yeah, a very long time. It's mildly frustrating. Valen, again, shakes his head. Well, of course, trying to get him into the city might be a bit of a pain. I can only do so much. 
Well, hey, David, I mean, you can always join the military. I hear they're looking for spry young recruits. Smooth pats him on the back. Oh, great. The military. Yes, that is... No, I'm not doing the military. I'm sorry. I cannot do it. Oh, come on. Most of the people in the military don't even see action. They're just like cooks or medics or something. Yes, but I do doubt that we'll be going to war anytime soon, especially with the diplomats traveling to the capital. Honestly, this is just a show of force. You mean the Red Guard in Warrensburg? Who? Oh, Captain Von Warrensburg. I, I don't know who that is. Neither do I, really, besides his name. He had a giant laser sword and decapitated a total once, though. Valen's eyes just kind of get wide, and he shakes his head very confused and looks back and forth between every single one of you. I mean, Zizi was there. And don't ask me, I have no idea. I don't remember much from when things happened. Sorry. Fair enough, you were kind of paralyzed for like three days. A week. What? Toda are nasty creatures. John also looks surprised. Wait, wait, wait. What? 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 Who? I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm a little lost. I could be senile, who knows? You were bit by a Toda? Yes. That's probably what happened. Why do you make it sound like it's a lie? That's what happened. And you weren't the only one bit either. So was Taylor. Well, I was a little later, but we already had the antibodies, so it was fine. Oh, that's good. Honestly, Mr. Taylor probably would have died. Why would he have died if you have lived? What? I don't know. I was just saying. Uh, he got better on his own, pretty much. It was just a small neck. He was yeah. fine. Kind of like when I got better on my own, too. Almost like we didn't have to go through that whole ordeal in the first place. <laughs> stuff happens, I guess. Uh, stuff does indeed happen. That is what stuff is for. Wait, how, how can you forget about getting bitten by a Toda when you had a pet Toda and named it Patrick? Patrick! <laughs> Where are you, buddy? We're gonna come and find you. Someday. I don't, I actually have no idea where Patrick is. I don't think anyone does, and at this point, he's literally in a different country. Maybe we'll be in dire straits and he'll come to our aid one day. Maybe. And Cece looks off into the distance longingly. All right, well, uh, this is a bit of an awkward conversation, and. So, yeah, what do we gotta do to get defeated in the city? Oh, yes, well. Finevere, of course, isn't going to like what I suggest, but, David, you could wait in a nearby township. The other ones aren't nearly as large as Western Hill or Eastern Hill, but they're small farming areas you could probably stay in. Otherwise... What would he be waiting for? The whole point was to get him into Senna. Yes, but I can only do so much outside of it. For sure. Okay, so you're saying, like, once we're on the inside, then we can, like, ruffle some paperwork, print some names out, can throw some things his way. Potentially. But there's no guarantee that I can actually get anything done. Hmm. Alternatively, um, I mean... You know, that's actually one of the best ideas I think we've heard for this situation since. Would have been nice if we thought of it sooner. I mean, we did, but you didn't want to leave someone behind. Oh, well, we definitely didn't think of that. that. Once we got past, we can come back and get him later. That was definitely proposed. It's fine. It doesn't really matter anymore. We've already gone through that thing that we'll never mention again. What do you again. mean? There's no record of anything happening. I would actually like to assert I want to be the exotic beauty in the box this time. Oh, see, we are. The plan already worked once. What's the worst that could happen? Just sheer and utter embarrassment. 
Honestly. What if they don't check the box? It's fine. Have you no dignity, Mr. Smoot? Honestly, I think I could be a pretty good Brunhilde. I don't... Yeah, I mean, Brunhilde is a wonderful name. Oh, is it Brunhilde? Brunswich. Brunswich, And yes. now we know to know the last name this time. Yes, I think I could be a great... I am Brunhilde Brunswich. It's a family name. Yes, exactly. Or... We put Finnevere in the box, and Finnevere is the exotic beauty. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Cece already volunteered. Wait, I like this idea, especially because Mr. Finnevere already said no. Can he fit in the box? I know he's kind of small, but still. Uh, you could probably fit. He's pretty scrawny. I don't know about that. I could have cramped him. You are pretty thin and short. I bet he could do it. He's he's pretty nimble. And how would that even work? You just get in the box. Very easy. It's a box. You sit in it. Just squat. If you fits, you sits. Them's the rules. I don't make them. Are there any townships between here and the next checkpoint? None that are very significant, no. But there are small settlements, really. Well, there's no guarantee that Valen would even be able to pull the strings necessary to get him in. Yes. Well, that's why we pick him back up on our way out. The whole point was to get him into the city because it's a merchant capital and David is amazing at multiplying coins. I can multiple like coins. It is very, very difficult, but I can do it with a paperclip. As you guys are having this conversation, you hear the sound of a hawk screeching ahead, and your attention is drawn over to it, away from this serene environment and calm moment, and you see as it dives into the grass and lifts off at the snake dangling its talons. All right, well... Let's just keep going for now. Yeah, we'll figure it out when we get there, right? Who plans for anything anyways? Uh, last time we had to figure it out, we ended up in the box situation. Are you sure you want that? Yeah, we already voted that you're going in the box. But the last checkpoint is at the gates of Senai, so we have some time. Right, we'll figure it out when we get there. Yes. All right, onward we go. As you guys continue your journey along the main road, you occasionally spy what appears to be large outcroppings of trees and bushes. But all during this journey, despite your somewhat of an apprehension of getting to the gates and what you're supposed to do there, and also your previous apprehension of certain individuals being in this area, there are no signs of the presence of the Red Guard. Well, gentlemen, on your fifth day of travel since leaving Weston Hill, you hear the sound of synchronous shouting along with the occasional explosion that is not far from you and you see atop a grassy hill a stone structure with several towers peeking over it appears to be a fortress of some sort which is very active at this time as your wagon traverses along the main road you spot a path that leads up to the entrance of this fortress where several men in earth dusted gambesons stand idly by you also notice that there are other groups of men seemingly traveling this path and heading up there, and other groups of wagons which seem to be carrying crates of some sort. Is this a trick point? No, of course not. Okay, so we're just passing this thing, right? Well, that would be the goal, yes. Uh, but active fortress, you mean like, you know, there's active military out about, not like, you know, defending themselves from an, an onslaught, right? You don't really see anything outside of the fortress beyond people going up this path. You see groups of young men making their way up this road towards the fortress, which, as you kind of are looking more closely at what's going on, Valen kind of looks at you. 
Yes, it's a fortress, but it is where, obviously, the people are going who need to enlist in the army. Hmm. Do the people look scared? Do they look scared? Why don't you make a perception check? We haven't done really any of those today. 19. As you're looking and you're staring at some of these people's faces, you see some of the young men are very excited as they make their way up this path. And you actually see some talking very loudly and laughing. But there are some smaller groups who seem to be nervous and kind of are being forced by other young men to make their way up the path. But you can see that above the fortress, you occasionally see like an explosion or two. It sounds like there is a lot of training going on. That's what real training looks like. I think Amali took it easy on us. (laughs) You're telling me. What are they doing? Did I hear something explode? Yeah, cannons. You gotta practice, that way you know when to load them. You don't accidentally shoot your own arm off. We don't, what's a cannon? Oh, never mind. They don't have to worry about cannons. I should invent those. You know, big boom boom metal thing that shoots a giant hurtling ball and explodes? It sounds like something that fires off a giant alchemist fire, yes. Yeah, pretty much. Right. You have trebuchets at least. Yes. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Think that, except like, um, instead of throwing big rocks, you shoot metal balls out of a chamber that's propelled by gunpowder. Uh, th- this area does not have access to cannons at this time. I don't really know how they work, but I do know, uh, that, like, things like gunpowder and nitre are, are used as an explosive propellant. No, they're probably up there just practicing with their magica. That's all. What? Magica. What? <sighs> Magic! You know, tied to woe. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. This is all a headache. I just try and forget about it as much as possible. It's slightly different than magic. He has my attention. See? You thought you had the right answer. Maybe we should learn something for once. Ask questions. I'm all ears. What's the difference? Well, we're going to a history lesson. Fine. So, something that is very special about Rayland is something that we have access to due to our location in the mountains of Senai. There's a special type of stone called a Staria stone that allows people who do not have the ability to cast magic to cast magicka, which is essentially what would be the word artificial magic. And as he's saying this, he kind of gestures and you notice that there seems to be a larger wagon that is currently being guarded by several people making its way past you. And that would be one of the carriers now. Finnevir, as they're passing by, I need you to roll a will save. That is a 15. Finnevir, you cannot help yourself at this point, but you cannot help but follow after this cart, which is moving by you. You feel a very strong pull towards it. Something deep and mystical is calling to you. I'll hold that thought, and I'll just start walking towards it. And Balin is still talking. Yes, and the magicka, of course, is used with people who have no abilities whatsoever. For example, someone like Charles Smoot. Sorry, what is that supposed to mean? I have a lot of abilities. Uh, not enough. I can decapitate a dragon. What did you do? Well, yes, of course. The Istaria is only permitted to be used by nobles and the military. So, if you're none of those things, or anything else, really. If you're none of those things, you cannot use them. You would probably be executed on the spot. Uh, can they not be purchased by outside parties? Not at this time, no. Not enough. No, that is Raylan's very special, not well-kept secret, but 
It's what protected our country for so long. Oh, wait, um, are we not a driver? What? Where's Finevere? Ben! Finevere, you're approaching closer to the cart, and as you continue walking over there, you see as a guard turns towards you, drawing his sword. Halt! He says. Do I care? Do I get to? Does he get to care? Your draw to this is so strong that you feel like you need to do anything you can to get it. Oh, wow. That's pretty specifically worded. Not to worry. Everything's fine. I'll try to pass them fine with words first. Okay. So you're trying to... I'm aware of the severity of what's being asked here. So you're going to roll diplomacy. Actually, you're... Hey, what would blow my bluff? Everything's fine. We calm, we chill. Yes, it's a diplomacy, I guess. I wouldn't even be mad if you said it automatically fails. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Don't worry. Everything's so fine. Wait, wait, which one am I rolling? Diplomacy. Yeah, technically, everything is currently fine. Everything's currently fine. Uh, 19. All right. He keeps his hand on his sword and he just kind of gestures with it, indicating to you, then back up. You have no business being near this wagon. Uh, well, you did say anything. Uh, is it just him? Big difference. There are four guards around it that appear to be well-armed. Charles Smoot, roll a perception check. 19 for Charles Smoot. You manage to spy through some of the crowds of young men, Finevere making his way up the hill towards the fortress and towards this wagon, which is guarded. And you see that a guard has his sword currently drawn and pointing at him. Uh, hey, I'm new in town. Uh, is it normal for guards to point their swords at, uh, people? He looks at you. Where? Uh, Finn's up there. He's kind of in the middle of the line, you see? And Smoot would point out to him. He curses loudly. Damn it! And he gets out of the wagon and just starts running up the hill. Oh! Smoot would hop out of the wagon and chase after. All right. Cece and Kelsey do the same thing. Oh, someone's gonna stay with a guard! Oh, got it. It's fine. So you guys make your way running up. Finevere, what are you about to do? Hmm. If sleep was a targeted spell, I intend to uh, make my way forward through casual force. Okay. Casual force. Okay. Casual force. There are several groups of young men around you just making their way up. They are unarmed, but they seem to be currently civilians. There are four armed guards surrounding the wagon tour at the front. One is at the rear facing you and telling you to back off. Uh, the one that is on the other side towards the back is eyeing you warily, but is not currently making any moves. The two in the front do not seem to be paying attention to you at this time. How close are the two in the back to one another? Four feet. So, oh, so, so they're within well four within feet. well within sleep yeah. range, isn't that, Jaden? Can I use a uh, 10-foot burst and position it to where it would only hit the guards? Specifically, any of them that are directly in between me and the cart. The cart that they are guarding is four feet in width. They are kind of two at the back, two at the front. Oh, yeah, you so, can hit all four of the guards. Oh. If you just aim it in the middle, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll do that then. Well, shucks. I'll, I'll roll for spell chance failure. All right, spell goes off. Okay, what is the save? DC, I need to pass. 15. The one that is pointing his sword at you seems to wobble and falls against the cart asleep. The one that is in the same line as him at the front also falls asleep. But the two on the leftmost side of the cart seem to shake it off. And the one that was eyeing you warily quickly draws his sword. What are you doing? Stop this. It's fine. 
I'll keep I'll keep uh, heading towards the cart. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Charles Smoot and Valen are currently booking it. Indeed. You guys would get there just as he casts the spell, and you see as these two guards kind of pass out. Uh, uh, Finn, buddy, I hope you're not causing trouble for the military, right? Valen tackles him. Whoa, whoa, Valen, this escalated uh, really quickly. Uh, of course. Uh, don't worry about him. He's just, damn it, no. You guys should get better guards. It looks like they're sleeping on the job. I mean, like, you should probably get better security around here. Good thing you're enlisting new people. The guard walks over. His sword is drawn as Finnevere is currently struggling to get up. So Valen does manage to grapple you. You would be trying to break out of the grapple, though. More than likely, at the very least, depending on how you would want to do it. He is currently attempting to grapple you. The guard is approaching towards you both with his sword drawn, pointing it at you. And he has alerted the other guards who are turning their attention towards you as well. While the groups of young men kind of back away, looking surprised and nervous. Damn it, Finn, unless you want to go to jail, you need to stop now. Valen, what is going on? The damn stones also have a converse... Effect. What is your uh, escape artist or your... Um... Ooh, I have escape artist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good thing in this situation, but... Oh, no. He's I am this. trying to get to this cart. You, you very are. Uh, ooh, 21. Uh, okay, so as he's saying, they have the converse effect. Finnevere, you headbutt him. <laughs> Just... And he, Harsh, ro- chill. <clears throat> and he does end up rolling off of you, covering his nose as he starts to bleed from it. <clears throat> Damn it! Stop him, Charles, now! Uh, yeah, Smoot is... How close is he to this car? You are right up his butt right now. I'm up his butt? Yep. I'm up his butt? You're like, I'll next grapple to him. him. Escaping your grapples at the beginning of a round, normally speaking. So, could I cast another spell yeah. that I would normally be able to Real quick. I'll allow it. All right. I'm going to pop a coffee bean cast Expeditious Retreat. You, that's provokes an attack of opportunity if you're pulling out a coffee bean, right? Or just casting a spell provokes an attack of opportunity. Casting a spell cast. does provoke an attack of opportunity. Unless he's well. casting defensively. Uh, any will cast no, I'm not casting defensively. I'm, I'm popping this coffee bean. Cool. I'm, I'm going to punch go. him in the face. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, Finn, chill. And Smoot just slugs him one. Uh, it's 17, because there's no way he's defensively using a buckler right now. That's a, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I definitely hit them with a 19, dealing six non-lethal damage. Okay. Vinavir, you get socked in the face. And currently, Charles Smoot is now preventing you from getting to this wagon, along with the guards. He is an enemy in your eyes. Oh, come on, man. <sighs> Don't make me do this, Smoot. Man, I do not know what's so important to you, but you need to back down, bud. You don't understand. No, I don't. Try explaining it to me. There's no time. So we're going to just do a temporary initiative for now. Yeah. Let's go. Did this count as being in my favorite terrain, which is mountains? Yes. Woo! You know, this is how I always imagined I'd go out. <laughs> Except with fundamental differences. The motives being a little different. <laughs> you thought Charles Smoot and a bunch of guards were going to be killing you? Yeah, All except right. for you betrayed us for glory. Wow. Well, this was not really an expected turn of events. So um, to resolve things... In a timely fashion. In a timely fashion. Okay, so Finnevere. Mm. Finn, because you took damage from Charles Smoot's attack, you're going to need to roll concentration. All righty. Let's see. 
That is 18 plus my caster of five plus my modifier of three. So that is 26. 100% that passes. Uh, so you are able to get off your spell. Expeditious retreat increases my move speed by 30. Then I would like to move through Threaten Square to avoid attacking opportunity using the acrobatic skill. Okay, so you would need to succeed on your acrobatics to do that. Whose square are you trying to move through? That is a 22. Okay, you would pass trying to move through his square. Where are you going? Because the Uh, cart is right there, and that is where you are feeling drawn towards. The cart is like right in front of your face. There is a guard that is right next to it with his sword drawn. Beeline for me to the cart. Okay, so Basically ignoring everything to the most of my ability. Okay, so you are actually like 10 feet away from the cart where you are. Great. That means I might get there. Mm-hmm. All right. So? Uh, I want to try to make it to the cart. I don't know if it's something I could climb inside, but I'm going to go as far as I can. The cart is apparently closed off. It is a closed off wagon with a sealed door on it. Sorry. I don't think you have anything to open, though. Yeah, I don't have a disabled device. I'm going to try the handle, though. All right. So you go up and you try pulling and yanking on the handle. Mm-hmm. Okay. You do that. Uh, the handle is locked. There seems to be a bolt. There's a lock on the door. There's a lock and it probably needs a key. I got really frustrated because I couldn't think of the word. Great. I'm going to try to find the key at my next available uh, opportunity. You see the glint of silver as if a key dangling off the guard that is right next to you with the sword drawn to your left. Then he has my attention. <laughs> he has your attention. Uh, but Finvir, that would be the end of your turn. Mm-hmm. And then it is that guard's turn. All right. Okay, guard. What's he got? Wait, I lied. No, it is the guard at the front. Guard number two is the guard at the front. Mm-hmm. On the left side, it is his turn. He begins uh, making his way back, running to the back. He sees you. The cart is not very long, so the distance is closed quickly. And he is going to attempt to grapple you. Okay. Uh, for reference, Benavir's CMD is 15. You are flailing about trying to uh, get into this door. You actually knock this guard back a little bit who is unable to grab hold of you. But the guard that was already there with his sword drawn, guard number one, tries to, well, step back from your reaching hands for the keys. And he's going to attempt to trip you. Oh, oh no. Okay. Uh, Finnevere, you feel as your feet are swiped out from under you with the sword, you feel the broadside of the sword hit against the back of your legs and you tumble down onto the ground, smacking the back of your head. Oh, well, that was uncalled for. You are not prone. Uh, I think the door is locked. Can I use your key? Stand down in the name of the king. Charles, it is your turn. And you better behave or else I'm going to have to hit you really, really hard. I don't know why anyone's getting fussy about this. I just need to get into there. That is not happening, buddy. Uh, Charles Smoot will attempt to grapple Finnevere. Okay. He's prone? Yep. So, so he has denied his dexterity to his CMD. Yep. Womp. That What's puts your dexterity? Two. Your... <laughs> but that's a plus two to the 13. CMD he's missing. Um, I should be passing with flying colors with a 22 to grapple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nerd. Uh, <laughs> n- by the way, it's um, it, it's not dexterity. He is denied dexterity, but he takes a minus four to a melee attacks and cannot use a ranged weapon except a crossbow. FYI. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, Finnevere, uh, you feel as Charles Smooth kind of throws his body on top oh, yeah. of you. I just body slam on top of Begins him. grappling you, and it is then Valen's turn. Charles, we need to knock him out now. 
Well, I got him standing. He's not moving. All right. Or we need to stop pulling him away. I am so sorry about this. I apologize. I did not think about this until just now. Uh, Valen is going to walk over. And he is going to aid another on continuing grappling with Finnevere. That adds a plus two bonus. And Finnevere, it is your turn. All right. So I guess beginning around, I'll try to get out of the grapple, right? Yeah, you're, yeah. It's either that or you have to find a way to get up. I'm going to try to worm my way out with the escape artist. That looks like it's working. I need to get to that cart uh, with a 25. Absolutely breaking out of my grapple, even aided. You're, you're on the ground and you have to get up because you are prone. Unless. Unless you crawl. I need to know something specific. Uh-huh. By what means... Are the keys attached to that soldier? Clip. Clip. You can apply five pounds of force to a clip. No, I need to know if I can shoot that clip with a crossbow bolt and have it fall to the ground. Pulling out your crossbow at that point with everyone around you would provoke attacks of opportunity from the people. You know, Finnevere is a man He's of a focus man. and sheer freaking will right now. Yeah. Except for his will saves. Yeah. Go for it. Do what you gotta do. I'm just. Could also right. just cast sleep on everyone again. Yeah. It, it provokes enough. It's a spell. Everyone's just gonna stop him. It's just gonna curb stomp him. Uh, is the guard within range? Is he? If I stand up, is he within range to try to swipe the keys? They're all technically within range. You're all like in a circle oh, where they're he... all like, Finnemir, you are. You had Charles Moon on top of you. Valen, who is like almost on top of you as well, trying to help grapple you. You kicked him hard enough that you got loose, and the guard is still nearby enough that you could probably try and swipe at him. All right. Do I need to be standing for that? No, but you're prone. So it's kind of... You're at disadvantage to make any melee attacks. That would be considered a melee attack. Yeah, I think you'd be at that minus four penalty. All right, and stand we go for my move action. Let's see those attacks of opportunity roll in. I'm ready. Okay, so, uh, Finavir, you're going to try to stand up? Uh, yeah. All right, Charles Smoot, you get an attack of opportunity against Finavir as he is trying to now stand up. Yeah, I'm a power attacking. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> a bar. Oh, okay, wait. No, I can't do that. It's not an immediate action. I can't go into a barbarian rage right now, but next turn, you've ticked off the biology teacher. Okay, bring it. You're at a minus four. Oh, but you're at a minus, uh, you're at a minus your AC, so. I am minimized to my AC. But, well, um, yeah, I guess, yeah, because I'm still you standing up. Yeah, you're I'm still not... in the process of standing. Yeah. Uh, does a 14 to hit with your minus? Uh, I would have exactly a 15 wow. AC. Yeah. So, no, I was swinging a miss. Would you like to give him this inspired? <laughs> yeah, you could inspired me. <laughs> inspired right. you to miss. Um, okay, so, Trossmoot, you try to power attack him, but you miss. As he is standing up, you you manage to grab like slightly on his pant leg, but he shakes you off. And then Valen is also going to attempt again to just at least knock you back down because that's how life works. When you try to stand up, life knocks you back down. All right. I need if he if he succeeds, I need to know how this works. I'm sure there are feats that let you do it or some kind of combat maneuver. That for for what? Knocking you back down. That trip. Uh, I don't think you can make combat maneuvers as a tax opportunity, can you? Sometimes you can. There's certain ones you definitely can. As long as it's still considered um, a melee, I'm pretty sure. Um, he is going to attempt to trip against you again. Uh, that definitely just succeeds. Um, you feel as Valen sort of 
grabs the back of your shirt neck and then also swipes your legs out from under you with his own foot and you fall once again down to the ground back to prone. All right. Can I use a standard action as a second move action to stand up? Uh, it is a move action to stand up prone. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. Then I will do that. But I realize it, the guard did not attack of opportunity, but go for it. Okay. Well, I mean, he gets another opportunity to do that. Yep. That's how life works. There's two guards there, actually. Okay. Finavir. Uh, mm-hmm. I have two guards here. Mm-hmm. One does not have his weapon drawn, but mm-hmm. he is going to attempt to at least hit you in the gut. Mm-hmm. That hits. You take four non-lethal damage. Ooh. And the other guard tries to hit you with his sword, attempting to at least do some damage to slow you down. But unfortunately, you are blinded by your direction to his keys, and you actually kind of like duck right in time. Hmm. Mastered Ultra Instinct, Finnevere. Hmm. Right? This is amazing. Finnevere's like ultra instincting right now. Okay, Finnevere, up you stand up. All right. Well, I think that consumes all the actions I can make in a turn. Yeah. Now it is guard two's turn. That is the one that punched you. He is once again going to try and punch you in the abdomen. You start reaching for the key. And as you do, the guard trips over his own foot, stumbles, and accidentally hits his fist against the door, which you hear a solid metal thud. But uh, the guard with the sword, you feel as he steps back, you feel as his sword glances across your chest. You take seven non-lethal damage as this sword kind of glances across your chest like he pushes you back and like forces it against you. You feel almost as if your chest is bruised. Uh, How's your, uh, where, where are you at on oh, your non-lethal? Uh, I'm, I'm not doing great. I have, uh, I see, so I've taken 17 out of 24 damage. <laughs> uh, so seven. So, you're about ready to be knocked out, huh? Yeah. Lucky for you, it's Charles Smoot's turn! Oh no, it was lucky it'd be my turn. I can get those dang keys. Charles Smoot, as his movement action stands up, he will then go into a barbarian rage can as I, a free action. Can yeah, I he take an attack absolutely. of opportunity? You've been able to do that the whole time. Absolutely. I want to try to trip him. You're angry at this point. Ah, give uh, me the keys. Depending on success or failure, I want I want to hold my commentary. Uh, that's a ten. It's an egregious failure. Come on, stop getting in my way. Can't you see this is important? Charles Smoot stands up goes into a barbarian rage, clasps both of his hands together, and goes to just smack Finn right in the torso. But, uh, yeah, two-handed, just like... So, Charles Smoot, as you swing down with your hands overhead into Finnevere, he kind of, like, bodies you a little bit and pushes you back before you can even get a full-force attack against him. Is there some kind of reaction to that? Uh, yeah. I said this is important, and... Just a chest slam and a kind of like trying to weave out a grazing blow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Valen is going to attempt to at least punch you this time to see if he can at least try to knock you out. God, I'm not very good at this. Nobody is meant to knock you out today. I, I rolled below a 10 on every roll. Yeah. So uh, Valen attempts to hit you. Finavir, you are ultra instinct. You dodge. It is your turn. I dodge? I feel like most of these are grazing blows. Oh, my charming good looks. Okay, uh, I uh, 
You could attempt a steel combat maneuver. Yeah, I just want to double check one thing. Um, I literally said to myself, we're not going to have a combat this episode. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. All right. Give me them keys. I'm just going to go straight for them keys. Performing a steel combat maneuver. Performing a steel combat maneuver. Provoking an attack of opportunity. If need be, yeah. It does provoke an attack of opportunity from the target you're trying to steal from guard number two. No. <laughs> that's that's a nine. Yeah, no. Finevere, Veer, you try and go in for a steal, but the guard is going to attempt to basically bash your face with the pommel of his sword. I need it. <clears throat> Missing terribly. What is your AC currently? Currently 17. The guard brings down the pommel of his sword directly into your face. Oof. Oof, that's a face hit. That's the moneymaker. How can you be a merchant without a moneymaker? You take seven non-lethal damage. Uh, Oh, yeah, that unconscious fan. That brings him to zero. And Finevere collapses onto the ground, unconscious. The guard sheaths his sword back into his sheath. All right, well, that was a good uh, training exercise. Glad to see that your um, defenses are up to stuff. We'll be uh, taking him and we'll be on our way. The guards stop you before you try to grab him. And they currently are bringing out handcuffs to put on to Finevere up here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you think we're doing here? Oh, God. Um, (sighs) pardon me. Sirs, but this man is my charge. And I apologize. He is a magic user and had no control over himself. If you wouldn't mind just... Overlooking this momentarily, Valen attempts to convince them that you are actually harmless. But unfortunately, the guards are not having it. For crimes of attacking military personnel, you hereby are under arrest under the king's orders, Arctodominus. And they put handcuffs around and if you're a beer. Valen sort of shakes his head. I... <sighs> and he looks at Charles as they start getting Benavir up. What do you want to do? Uh, is there, like, an appeal court that takes less than 24 hours? Because if not, we've got a wagon full of cargo that will be expiring. I'm just throwing that out there. Someone might have to stay behind with him, but the rest of the party needs to get going. I agree. I don't... I'm so proud (laughs) of both of them. (laughs) Uh, Valen looks at you. We'd have to go to the king directly to even appeal. Well, that sounds like it's in Senai, which is where we're headed. How do the girls show up at this point? Oh, yeah, no, the girls are kind of like sitting there behind you guys, confused. What is going on? Uh, magic wumbo jumbo. Glad I don't cast it because apparently there's mind control voodoo that goes on and that made Vinevere go crazy. So he's being arrested because he attacked military personnel. Oh, oh, I never thought he would be the kind of person to do such a thing. I sense motive, Kelsey. What? See if she likes that Finnevere's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> that he's acting re- like a rebellious. Maybe she's into bad boys. Who knows? The way you say it, said that, you're like, I never knew. Ooh. <laughs> he's more intriguing now. 16, since motive. Kelsey is actually genuinely surprised, apparently, that Finnevere would even get arrested. I mean, I expected as much from you, Mr. Smoke, but not... I mean, I don't know. He was charged in Newern for public nudity. There's paperwork to prove it. <gasps> You're right. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Technically not his first time in the jailhouse. Oh, is this what he meant when he wanted to become famous? Because he's certainly finding a way. Uh, okay, uh, so ladies, difficult decision. Um, we have a member in prison, and we also have a deadline. And according to Valen, the only way to get our member appealed anyways is to go to the king. Uh, okay. I mean... So, does that mean that we have to leave Finnevere behind? Uh, that, that is what it's sounding like. Um, Valen, how, how far is Sanai from here? He shakes his head. Greatly frustrated by the situation. Valen, snap out of it. <sighs> How far is Zenai? The GM has to check her notes because I can't remember That's off fine. the top of my head. It's about four or five days from here. Is the road dangerous? Not necessarily. It's probably the best area to travel by yourself. There's more patrols around and more people traveling it. I could stay behind with that. What do you need me for diplomacy coming before a king for anyways? Yeah, I wanted to go to Sanai, but I can catch up with you later. Yes, that is a possibility. Or, David waits here. I could hand him my seeker badge and he could say his name's Charles Smoot. Or he just stays here, and when we come back, we might have a way to get him into the city as well. Hey, David, you want to go to prison? You shout this. And meanwhile, like, the rest of the people are, like, walking by, but some of them stop and look at you, shaking their heads. And you see as Finnevere is kind of being dragged off as a door opens. He's unconscious, his body slumped over, and they're just dragging him across the ground inside. And the door closes. Daphne seems to be looking, shaking his head like, what? Smoot waves him over. David comes running and then stops running after like two seconds. <gasps> he made his way up there very slowly. Who knows? Maybe you put on some muscle mass in prison. What do you do? What do you mean prison? What is happening? Ah, uh, well, uh, minor, minor setback. Um... I believe that you're going to be staying at this military encampment with our dear friend, Finnevere, who recently got himself arrested for attacking a military cart what? Uh, patrol. What? 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 So you're going to stay here, um, and you could be his lawyer. Um, you can probably play that part pretty well. Uh, and so we're going to go up ahead and get your paperwork and come back with an appeal for him as well. Well, actually, th that was my job before, but... Wait, you are? Oh, this is perfect. You were literally born for the role. I don't know what happened. Oh, it was very easy. Um, apparently he was being mind controlled by magic crystals, so he wasn't even in his right mind. So just go with the insanity play. Oh, God. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <sighs> Will I have to do any manual labor while I'm here? Balin? He's going to have to enlist if he wants to be here. Whoa, that I feel like is kind of off the table. It would give him identification. Uh, certainly, uh, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Divi, don't take this the wrong way. You don't strike me as uh, military material. You know what? You're right, Smoot. I'm not military material. <laughs> I would die in training. Smoot walks up to Vale, puts both of his hands on his shoulders. Listen, give David my secret pendant. Once you have him in the city, you can pull whatever strings you need to to get him identification. I'll stay behind. I can enlist or whatnot. I always wanted to be in the military. It's like a dream come true in a way of speaking. Why don't you make a reception check? Oh, uh, it's going to be a 20 total. You see as Valen seems to be considering it, but you catch a glimpse of the girls' faces who, well, Cece, is very intrigued and nodding her head and getting a scheme. Meanwhile, though, Kelsey seems concerned and a bit dubious. 
Come on with my talent, I'd be general within the week. All right. Fine, then. We will see you back in Senai. Seems we all have a lot of catching up to do, then. All right, you deliver the cargo, get the quest completed, and then come back once you have the appeal. He reaches out a hand as if to shake yours. Smoot will happily accept it. Till we meet again. <laughs> You're a good man, Charles. Oh, well, no one's ever accused me of that before. Feels nice. And he starts, he takes his hand away and actually starts walking back towards the cart. Cece's like, good luck, Mr. Smoot. I believe in you. Cece, be good. On your best behavior. Kelsey, take care of her. You see as Kelsey's eyes are watering. Mr. Smoot. I'll be okay. Yeah, but the bra... <sighs> Smoot will walk up and give her a hug. Hopefully you'll be okay, too. She hugs you back. Yeah, I hope so as well. Hey, I mean, you've got your Uncle David to look after you, ladies. You'll be fine. What's the worst that could happen? All right. I will keep these girls under my wings like a hawk, and we will be very safe and protected. All right, girls. Come on. Let Uncle David take care of you. Let's go. And he starts ushering them back to the wagon. But Charles Smoot, you turn to the fortress, and you begin making your way up the path, joining along with a line of young men of able body and maturation, and prepare to enlist in Raylan's military. And that is where we're going to end today's episode of The Gate Chronicles. Thank you, foundlings, for listening to this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm panicking inside as the Game Master, but we'll get through this. Okay. Well, if you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure you leave us a rating and a review in whatever podcast listening app that you are on. And make sure that, uh, well, you go to Podchaser and leave a review uh, because, you know what, there's this thing going on where if, if you leave a review and we respond to that review, that generates money for a charity and we can actually help donate to different charities that way. Uh, that is a temporary thing that Podchaser does usually in April. So uh, please go and check that out. You can support the podcast in other ways by going to our website and picking up some merchandise at missingroleplayerfound.com. That's missing R-O-L-L playerfound.com where you can get hats, stickers, t-shirts, and more. Or you can go to our Patreon and donate to the podcast monthly where you can actually get access to GM notes through our World Anvil. Those are locked to our patrons. <laughs> oh, you, you can, can see, see all the content we skipped. Yep, you can see all the content that we skipped and world building. Uh, but it's actually really cool because we do world building for the Gate Chronicles. Uh, and, you know, if, if we get more people checking it out, maybe I can get Quentin to put his notes on there too. Just saying. All right, Foundlings, we do want to give a big thank you and shout out to Will Savino with Music D20, Michael Gelfie, as well as Monumental Studios and Sirenscape for allowing us to use their ambiance and music in today's episodes. We use Sirenscape to put together our ambiances for when we actually play live. So we really do like them and we would love if you checked them out as well. So go and support those artists and creators and their links are in the description below. And make sure, guys, you're following us on our social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram at RollFound, so you can keep up to date on any announcements that we have to make, because sometimes we do have to make announcements, and, you know, that's the fastest way to get news from us. Or join our Discord. That link is in the description below. We literally hang out there, chat. Sometimes we play Minecraft all together. We'd love to have you join us. And, uh, yeah, that's about it for me. So we will see you next, next week on The Gate Chronicles. Bye! Bye, guys! Bye!